0: Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host.
1: Hey, welcome to Tuesday at Game Changer. I'm David Villa here with Diana. Good morning. She's wearing pink.
2: Yeah. In the
1: spirit of love. Love.
2: I got a love necklace my kids blessed me with years ago. Love. <laughs> got
1: the love of your life sitting next to you.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> she's like, she looked the other way. It's like, there's no one next to me. She's like, there's on my yeah. left. <laughs> did y'all, were y'all convinced of the yeah? Or did the yeah sound convinced? woo yeah. She's like, yeah. She's <laughs> like, she's like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: It's a great she's Tuesday like, oh, morning. Oh,
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a million ways I can do it. The love of her life. And she's like,
0: We need to make a compilation of all of the best starting like two minutes of the shows like this that we've had over the duration. (laughs) And just put them all as one big clip. We have all of them. (laughs) We do.
2: That could be dangerous.
1: Oh man. Good morning. So day two Love Note. I solo acted it yesterday. So we talked we talked about loving yourself. Today we're gonna get we're gonna step on the man's feet a little bit, so guys, I'm sorry. But tomorrow we get to step a little bit on the women's feet, <laughs> and uh, and then Friday we're gonna we're gonna look at the the passage uh, on love. Thursday we're probably still gonna be cleaning up today and tomorrow. So just that's, I didn't forget Thursday. Is <laughs> that a
2: warning? We're gonna be cleaning up. No, it's just there's a lot today. Messes. There's
1: a lot today and tomorrow when it deals with husband and wife because you got husbands and wives. You have ex-husbands and ex-wives so that you've done it and you maybe messed it up and then you have future husbands and future wives so you want to get it right so today and tomorrow is going to be really good I, I, I want you to comment I want you to comment from your experience I want you to comment from if you feel you don't have to share them but you can comment from your failures you can comment from your mistakes from things that maybe you changed you can comment from your opinion. You can comment if you think we're wrong. Comment if we think you're if you think we're right, or if you have something to add from it. So all comments are welcome. And if you're watching it live, if you're listening on uh, one of the audio platforms, if you do catch this in time for the series, then you can dive into Facebook or YouTube. But um, so then Friday, the reason I said Friday, Friday we're going to look at the um, the passage on love, right? The whole the whole love scripture that we usually set aside for a lot of times our spouses, and we're going to look at it on leading with love. So we're going to, no matter what you do in leadership, whoever you're impacting, we're going to talk about that on Friday. So it's gonna be a really good week. And so t- today we're in Ephesians 5. Okay. So um, we're going to dig a little deeper to understand not only how to love, but how to express love right in a language that your spouse will understand. And, and so um, his love language, her love language, and you know, you guys have heard this before and, you know, Maybe you have, maybe you haven't. We're going to delve into that a little bit more. But you know, his love language, her love language, and you know, they're not the same. I can assure you that we've been married 29 years this year, and our languages are not the same. And to be honest with you, I'm still, um, I'm still choppy. My Diana language is not good, and and I'm, you know, her David language is pretty rough. And uh, so we're going to start. You looking at me for?
2: <laughs> Why like, would you say that? Well, I said
1: that? mine's not good.
2: Maybe Here's I know like, it. I just ignore it.
1: Mm-hmm maybe. Well, 29 years, you definitely ignore it. (laughs) No, I was kidding. So let's get started, right? At verse 25. And this is one we're familiar with. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. All right. So this is a command that is specifically for men, right? Husband, love your wife. But what does that mean precisely, right? Love is a word with a lot of meaning, right? A A deep meaning. And so when the New Testament was written in Greek, all right, there were actually four different words. We touched on this a little bit yesterday, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, kind of mention them a little more sp- specific today. There are four words that all got translated in English as love, right? They're, they had separate words for affection, right? So the f- affection would be like friendship, you know, your friendship, love, or I mean, I'm, your, I'm sorry, your, um, you know, your, your, um, your, your love, your affective, affection, love, you know, your are um, not erotic or romance, but more like, you know, endearment. And then you get your brotherhood, which is your phileo, right? That's your that's my 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 brother love. And then you have your romance love, which is eros, and that's more of the where the word erotica comes from. You know, it's it's more of a you know sexual love, whatever romance love. And then you have self sacrifice, and you know then you have this agape love that we're going to talk about in English, you know, all four say love. So that explains, I think our confusion over love because someone said, man, I love, I, Oh my God, I'm so in love with him or I'm so in love with her. And then, you know, really you are, you may be, but are you, are you sure that you've found the right definition or the right use of the word love? And so when you're a believer, what God's trying to get us to tap into, and he's trying to get us to understand is there's an agape love. There's a God kind of love. And we're going to talk about that. And so this explains, you know, I think confusion over love when we use the same word for, you know, very distinct emotions and actions. So we're going to dig deeper into these four, you know, um, you know, love uh, definitions. And when it comes to marriage, all right, so let's look at this. We need all four of those. So husband, your wife needs your affection, right? Do you need my affection? Yes. Do you always get it? No. (laughs) Man, you could have been like, yes, baby, I do. You know what you've, you've really, so she needs your affection. She needs your brotherhood. She, she certainly needs your romance. And by the way, can I just say, you know, to get a little transparent here, I mean, I know that there could be some people that aren't married, but can I just say this, that these are tied together. The, the romance that she needs and that you need are tied into the other loves because, Romance, a lot of times, if it's just the act of, it's very easy. I mean, guys. I mean, I don't want to get graphic, but men don't need much. You know, I mean, men don't need. Well, I'm just saying this: men don't need much that to be into that mode. The world, the world sells advertising on this, right? It just doesn't need much. You can use an image. The wind can blow the right way. And so here's here's the deal. But when it comes to romance, real romance within a marriage and I'm getting a little deeper here, right? The affection, the brotherhood, the romance, these these loves all tie together for it to really be effective because, you know, we'll get into this a little bit and we're gonna get into respect tomorrow, you know, um, because the Bible says husbands love your wives and then I don't wanna get ahead of myself, but it says wives respect your husband. These two things are tied together and it seems so simple, but they're tied together and if these things aren't operating correctly, if a man's not giving himself, right, giving his life, for his wife and she's not respecting him, I think it ultimately affects everything else. It affects your romance, it affects the affection, and it affects everything else. And it really just affects the love. And so the word in Ephesians five is the deepest of love and it's agape, right? It's the sacrifice of ourselves. So anyway, I'm gonna let Diana jump in here, but the example, you know, given it to, you know, to you for love is Jesus. That's that's the example. Wow, what a what a high mark. It's nothing <laughs> Right? Live up what, to
2: that, maybe. <laughs> yeah,
1: what a, what a high mark. And, it's, and by the way, it's nothing less than the very cross of Christ or the way that Jesus loves us. He laid down everything, his entire life, even love itself, even life itself. He laid it down. And that's the way that we're called to love our wife. We have to put her first always, in every decision, in all of our work, in every ambition. Man, let me tell you something. I didn't learn that for a long time. So do it for her. Anyway, I'm going to let you jump in here. I'm pretty sure at this point, you're just like, yeah, Lord.
2: You know, I'm kind of thinking about like, um yesterday's message. notes were about self-love and I think you have to have self-love but I think what is very difficult when it comes down to husband's love your wife is Christ love the church this so much so that he laid his laid his life down it's sacrifice. And so I think if we get out of balance of self-love, I think it becomes haughty and arrogant and self-serving and so i think that's something that has to be done under the contents of the holy spirit allowing the lord to guide you in loving yourself but not so much so that you put your own self above the people that you're serving because the truth of the matter is marriage is a hundred and hundred serving serving you have to both serve one another so i think if you get you know it both ways out of balance that you don't love yourself. It makes it difficult to serve and love somebody else. But if you love yourself too much at the same time, that can be damaging too. So again, I'm always a person that talks about balance. I think it's finding that balance and allowing the Holy spirit to lead you when you're making big decisions. Are you considering, you know, your spouse in those decisions? Are you running them by them? Are you just including them? Are you thinking, Hey, if I, do this how is this going to impact them you know what is the the aftermath because i think we live in a world that's very self-serving and self you know we have a selfish nature about us and so i think we are more apt to just do whatever it is and ask for forgiveness because <clears throat> then we manipulate grace and mercy and and love right we manipulate those for our own gain so i think it really is always about staying close to the lord and allowing the lord cuz the lord will give you those little uh uh-uh, uh, I wouldn't do that. So I think it's really about finding self love, but not so much because it says a haughty spirit comes before a fall. Right. So I think you have to be careful not to let self love cause you to be arrogant and haughty. But it, but you keep it within the context that you love yourself so much that you'll lay yourself down for another. And um, I think that's very difficult. I think for wives that's very easy because you do that a lot of times for your children. Um, you'll lay and put aside your own agenda for their betterment. So I think maybe that's kind of a, one of those things. Like, am I willing as a spouse? And I think that goes both way, husbands and wives. I think the Lord didn't necessarily lay it out that way for women because I think by by you know just design we are we are made that way that we will do that naturally. But it's still important that we do that too. And then we also can't be so self serving that we push our own agenda at the expense of building healthy relationships.
1: Yeah. And these are, you know, we've, we, we have, um, been married almost 29 years. We have made a great deal of mistakes. We've tried everything. We've failed at a lot of things. So, you know, we're going to try to be really transparent with as much as we can in the time that we're, we're allotted. So there's, there's, I'm an open book when it comes to, um, really, I think this subject at this point in my life, I really, I really don't have anything to hide or, or care. Um, I don't mean that the wrong way. Like I'd rather see you get blessed by f- stories that I went through. I, there was a time in my life where I used to like try to, you know, cover up or try to pretend to be something that I'm not. And you know, the reality is, um, we jack things up. And so there's this, there's this in a relationship. Let's just, let's just face it. I mean, what happens is we come into a vicious cycle. And so what I'm doing now is I'm kind of balling the whole thing up and kind of summing it up you know, to maybe where you are. You're like, okay, so this is such a simple passage. Yeah, I've heard this a million times. Every marriage Bible plan that's out there uses this scripture, right? This scripture. The Bible talks about marriage. Yes, it does. But David, everybody points me to this passage that we've been talking about, and I see it, I get it. Lay down your lives, and wives respect your husbands, and da-da-da-da-da. But listen, we're so entrenched. We're so deep. Things are so jacked up right? Because it's a vicious cycle. What happens is they, they, the enemy also knows these tools in the, that God gave us to have a healthy marriage and relationship. And the enemy, it's really easy on the enemy's part because it's such a simple concept. Sometimes God's concepts are so simple. They're not complicated. They're just true. And when you do them, they work. And the enemy learns them. And what he does is he, he keeps us complicated inside the simplicity. He, for instance, you know, for instance, if you get into a situation where you don't give yourself, give your life for your wife, you know, I can think of younger years, especially when I was very ambitious. I'm ambitious now, but my ambition wasn't in check and my ambition took the place of my wife. My ambition for success took the place of my wife and my children and I, and I, and I made excuses. I justified, I got to a place where, you know, those things piled up. They caused issues. Well, then, then over the course of, of years of, of doing things that I shouldn't do, it caused the respect of my wife towards me you know, to lessen. So then she, which she's called to respect, and again, we'll get into this more tomorrow, she's called to respect me. It's, it's not something God asked. It's something that God said to do. He's not asking me to love her. He's telling me to love her. He's not saying, hey, maybe you should think about loving her. Maybe you should think about respecting him. He's saying, no, love your wife, respect your husband. It's that simple. But the problem is the enemy knows how to chip away at those things. So what happens is lack of respect causes even more trenches, ruts for the husband to maybe even get to the place where he resents and doesn't want to love. And then it just, it's a vicious cycle. And if you're not careful, the enemy sits back and laughs at such simplistic chaos in one small, very, very simple arena it's real simple now you may be in a you may go yeah you know what it's easier for you to say it doesn't seem very simple where i'm at no we've we've been there
2: so i would say when we talk about self love yesterday <clears throat> i think that's also about Loving yourself at where you're at, but knowing that there's a God that desires more of you. And so self love also has to do with mending broken pieces of our life because we've all lived a life outside of our spouses and our families, right? We've had, we, you know, we were at least probably, in, I like to say, living in two households two separate households for 20 years, but I was 17. I lived in a separate household for 17 years and got married. And you throw two people together and we all have our broken pieces. So I think one thing that if you're watching this and you're not in a relationship, I would encourage you, prepare yourself now to mend some of those broken pieces and the traumas you've experienced and the letdowns and finding your place and recognizing who you are in Christ and who He desires, what He desires for you. And who he desires for you Like getting those things straight Because I think a lot of times we start out broken And you know there's an old saying Two wrongs don't make a right Well two broken don't make a whole either So I think we have this idea That you know we're, we're treading through life and With our little broken chips And we are expecting That when we come together That that's going to make everything right But the truth of the matter, matter is We have to be whole In Christ, before we're any good for the other. And I think that we don't always view it that way. Um, You you know, when you don't, you can't prepare for a battle in the battle. You have to prepare beforehand. You have to be, you know, trained, you know, and and I'm talking about spiritually or even in the natural, you need to be, you know, prepared. Uh, A boxer doesn't get in the ring and go, Today I'm gonna learn to box. And step into the ring with the heavyweight champion of the world, right? There's months and years and years of conditioning. And so I think now, no matter where you're at, you have to condition yourself to be prepared. And that even if you hit challenges, you're still going to trust God and you have to be consistent. I think the problem is we start out. So if you've experienced traumas or you've experienced setbacks or you've experienced hurts, you think, Um, the spouse may think putting a Band-Aid on it is going to make it okay. And so now they're going to receive respect or they're going to receive love because this Band-Aid's on it. But the truth of the matter is there's a healing that has to take place. So I think you have to remain consistent even if you don't see the results that you're expecting. You have to lean harder into God and closer into God in those seasons. Um,
1: And and sometimes sometimes that consistency is just holding on. You know, I mean, it's, it's, um, when you don't feel it, just, just, I mean, for instance, I mean, we're, we're speaking from experience here, you know, where I've got a box of band-aids, you know what I'm saying? And I've tried to place those band-aids on many, many times. And there's been things that we've gone through and there's been healings that needed to take place, but sometimes it's just holding on when you don't want to, or holding on when you don't feel like, and when I say don't want to, I mean like, you don't feel like it, like if you're reacting to, I mean, if you're reacting to immediate feeling, I mean, right, we're we're trained in a sense to end pain. That's why the enemy is such an epidemic with with substance. I mean, people hurt and people want to numb themselves. I mean, it's just it's just, you know you I want pain to go away, and so the reality is, the feeling is a, is is fleet. The feeling is get out. The feeling is leave. And the reality is sometimes when you're in the middle of that, maybe you're speaking to somebody who's, who's, you know, who's in the middle of something really tough. Can I just say holding on when you don't feel like it is sometimes the only thing you can do because you're, you're go to bed or you're thinking, man, you know what? This is, this doesn't I mean this has gotten worse or this is really bad or this just escalated. And the reality is just hold on when you don't feel like it because there's healing is not, uh, pretty, you know, you ever watched anybody go through a draws? you know, I'm sure that if you go to like rehabil- rehabilitation centers and you watch people that were hooked on things, you know, there's there, there's all types of, you know, really ugly things they go through as they're as they're getting, you know, free. And, you know, it may not look good, but it's part of the process. But let me ask you, let me throw this out there because I want to, because, you know, I know, again, we're going to get into Thursday. We're going to, this whole thing, today, tomorrow, really are linked. And then Thursday is going to be overtime. I mean, it's going to be like all three days. So we're not in a hurry to get through these, these subjects and really looking at this passage from both perspectives. But here's the question I'm sure guys are asking is, I've asked this question. In the Bible, is, is a wife, David, called to love her husband? I mean, I'm called to love my wife. She's called read, but my, is the wife called to love her husband? Yes, indeed. Titus 2 4, right, says this calls on the older women. My wife is certainly not one of those, but one day when she gets to that place <laughs> where she's, y'all like that? See, that's how you do it. I'm just kidding. You're not, baby. You're beautiful, pretty, and pink. So Titus 2 4 calls on the older women to teach the younger ones, listen, to love their husbands and their children. But here's the interesting point. The word for love in Greek there is different. It's the word for friendship or brotherhood. So only the man is called to give his life. And I, I got to say this, guys, it doesn't, it may not seem fair, but it's, it's accurate because here's the reality. It's not a fair thing. The reality is sometimes you couldn't probably respect or have friendship or brotherhood maybe for your wife the same way that she needs to have for you. Because the, the reality is God knows how he made her and God knows how he made you. And I mean male and female. I mean what he's typically put inside of us as men and women. And so the friendship or brotherhood, your wife is, is called, and that's where Titus 2.4 says, older women or women that are experienced teach the younger ones right t- to love. Well, that husband.
2: right there will preach because I think that's what's missing in this world mm. right now teaching? is teaching yeah. by well, example, the only th- the so only not thing words. Somebody,
1: The only thing someone older is teaching someone younger is how to post something ugly. You know, what I mean, <laughs> you know how to how to how to tear someone apart better. You mean know, how to? Oh, you no! Know, listen, you didn't tear him apart or her apart enough. Let me just tell you what I would have said. That's what's being taught right now. You're right.
2: I I think that it's really really important that you know
1: <clears throat>
2: even if you've come from brokenness. Mm-hmm you have a, a obligation if you're a, a husband or a wife yeah. and you have children, you have an obligation before the Lord to break bad cycles so that you're not reproducing where you came from or even where you're at. I think love is a choice and it is a decision. And I think that there are seasons of marriage and life that love, there's a fine love between a fine line between love and hate, to be honest with you, if I'm being transparent. And I would love to say it's butterfly and rainbows with David, no. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> There's some lightning bolts in there. And, you know, I would be, and I hate them. She'd be, be transparent. bored
1: if it were. <laughs> I
2: hate to say, I wish that I woke up every morning and rolled over and said, oh, but some days I go, I really don't like you. And you
1: some mornings. <laughs> but I have I, to love you. And I you. wish that sometimes, you know, I could say that every morning, I, w- I, r- I wake up, Mike, and there's a kiss on my cheek, but sometimes there's a pillow on my face. <laughs> I-, I don't really understand how it got there, Matias. like I- You know what I'm saying? It's not even my pillow. It's hers. But now, can I just say this, too, though? Because here's the thing. Women, and, I, I, we, I, man, this is so hard to extrapolate all this over these days. So I'm glad we have three days, really, for this, this because we didn't get even halfway through um, the notes here for today. But can I just say this? Women... You know, it's this may not be something you need, but it's something your husband needs. You wonder why your husband hangs out sometimes with the men and the guys or whatever, because there's an affirmation that comes from that. There's a brotherhood, and we need that. But here's the deal.
2: No, this is supposed to be tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. This is no, it's not. Men. This is all
1: connected. So this is this is all connected. But listen, here's the thing: women teach the the, the women teach the younger women to be. To to love their husbands and children, but that word is more friendship or brotherhood. In other words, your husband is your family now. So learn to be a good friend to your husband. Where well, you're like, well, he doesn't want to, you know, get his manicure with me, or he doesn't want to go shopping with me. I'm not. Listen. Well, here's the deal. Learn how to be a good friend to your husband. Understand what what he thinks a good friend is, and therein lies the sacrifice. Therein lies I think the difference. You
2: need to be looking in the mirror with that one. <laughs>
1: See you see what happens. Hey, you see this?
2: This is supposed to be about What's it say? The Bible say. Today? Where's
1: Josh? Where's our theologian? Pride <laughs> comes before the fall. I think that's in the in the Bible. Josh, Josh can post that. Here's in the thing.
2: Saying, I think you have to be I f- I come to a place to be friends with one another, mm. and that's very difficult, especially if you've experienced trauma, because you know there's a you don't want to open yourself up to that. You, when you have scabs on your wounds, mm. you don't want to open yourself up, right? We got to allow those things to be healing on the underneath of that. And that healing process is ugly, but you still got to serve and love and respect, right? So I think that, you know, Mm -hmm. mm, there's so much I could say in this. I wish there was a little bit more time, but I think that really truthfully, I think that you have to first come to the realization that you have to have some things mended in your own heart between the Lord before you can be that friend or before you can be that companion. But I will say this, I do not— I do not agree with, and it's taught a lot that you have to have men, 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 women, women, as far as like to go to. If you cannot go to your hmm. spouse, you see be, that.
1: You see that, like, I'm going to say that because I think it's it important
2: right there, because it's because I think we're teaching it backwards. If you cannot be honest and transparent with your spouse, hmm. exactly where you're. At what you're thinking, what you're feeling, then there is a problem, and you need to very quickly find out why you guys cannot and, be and, that way because and, I think that's where the enemy comes in. Because when you go into parts of your life and you lend an ear to somebody else, mm-hmm.
1: and let me say this, guys, and so w- that statement was very, very convincing from Diana. So you may not be there yet, and so get so w- work on getting there. If you're not there, work on getting there. And there could be other things. That's not the first thing necessarily to do if you're in a position where you can't get there yet. But it's very important. And she's right. So let's let, we have a couple of minutes here. <clears throat> I know the music started in our ears. I'm not sure if you guys can hear that. But we it's only 8:55, so we have a couple of minutes. You can keep it going if you want. We will talk over the music, It'd be like an altar call kind of in a fast speed music. Now, but so here's the thing. We see that the husband and the wife, right, both need love. But the love they need, and this is interesting because you how do you know what they need? Because this is the word of God. This isn't my word. I'm not telling you. to. This isn't like some self-help marriage book that we, I mean, f- certainly we couldn't write that without the work and in the, in the, in the help of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God. So, so I can boldly say that the husband and wife both need love, but the love they need isn't the same. It's more than just the difference between male and female. Every man is different. Every woman is different. So part of our work is getting to know our spouse, right? And learning how they receive love. What's their love language? And we talked about that earlier in. And, you know, this is a book that's been around for a while, but I'm not going to pretend that there aren't people that don't know who this book is. We, we learned about this book when we, early on in our marriage. And so that's how old it is. So you may have never heard of Gary Chapman's book, and we can put it in the comments there. It's called The Five Love Languages. There's, there's Bible plans on it a new version or Bible.com. There's, there's this book It's on, available online, and it's really, really good. And it's, it's, it's simple, but it'll help you dis- discover your love language. And so it helped us. It helped a lot of couples. We still remember it now. Ours adapted and changed a little bit. Um, there's only five. And um, but it helps a lot of us understand how to speak each other's language. And don't be surprised if your language is different than your spouse's. So what it means we were talking about this. You have to learn how to speak. Your, your spouse's language, which is not your native language. Your native language is what you want and what you like, and what you need, which is your language. You're, you're an You speak fluently that. You speak fluent you. You have to learn how to speak fluent then. I
2: don't think that's always true. I think you need to identify your very own love language because sometimes we don't realize what our love language is. Mm-hmm. And so I think knowing that is important. And I think that ability to be honest and transparent and talking to your spouse or your your mate maybe if you're dating being able to have that vulnerability without fear of being punched you know- Made fun of or not understood is a very very important because I think that you know when someone is needing maybe affirmation because they don't want to be vulnerable to talk about it they'll accept it from anywhere and I think that opens doors or you know if you need to be served on some level and you know I I, I think of you know corporate world and secretaries the old proverbial thing where secretaries and you know oh the secretary I think that's because that they're serving and maybe that spouse needed needed certain needed to be have be served and they weren't didn't feel comfortable enough to talk to their spouse about serving and so someone else came in as a counterfeit i think there's people that speak words of affirmation as a counterfeit i I think there's lots of counterfeits out there but i think that's how the enemy works it is but if you stay close to god he'll reveal the counterfeits if you are a man or woman of god that allows the holy spirit to speak with you to you and through you he will identify those people before they ever hit home.
1: Mm, that's good. Good stuff. So hey, day two in the books. It's going to get real tomorrow. You guys, the gloves are coming off, right? So we're going to we're going to get Diana didn't want to do it. I saw her resistance, but we're going to get into the to the to the. Woman. Oh, you
2: took over and started talking about women on the men's day. <laughs> yeah. Just saying.
1: It was in the notes. I mean, it's just I can't help it if women need more work. <laughs> what do you guys think? All right, hey, great. Mike, just cut my mic off. Great day, too. And uh, it's in the books. Don't forget tomorrow. Make sure you share it with somebody
0: that needs to hear this, and we'll talk to you guys. Have
2: a terrific Tuesday.
0: (laughs) Thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys are enjoying this series, and we'll be back tomorrow morning as we continue. But I have a couple things to mention before we wrap everything up. If you guys would like, we have a daily encouragement text that goes out every single day at 830 AM EST that you can opt into for free. You can text the letters EZGC to 813-522-3356. To all of our people who are live with us on YouTube and Facebook every single morning, thank you for being with us. But if you cannot make it to the live streams, you can always keep up with us in two ways. Number one, go to YouTube, search Game Changer Podcast Live. Go to our channel, hit the subscribe button, and hit the bell so that you get notified because we upload the replays every single day. We also upload the episodes every single day to your favorite audio podcasting platforms, the biggest one being Apple Podcasts. But whichever one you use, make sure that you subscribe to our feed. If you're listening to this episode or watching this episode on um, replay. You can always join us live on Facebook or YouTube every single morning at 8.30 a.m. EST, Monday through Friday. Just search Game Changer Podcast live on either Facebook or YouTube and we will show up in your feed. Make sure that you follow us on Instagram. We post short bite-sized clips of the podcast episode phone wallpapers, shareable graphics of quotes from the show, and much, much more. Make sure that you guys follow us and stay tuned to us on social. Our newest Bible plan is live. Red Light, Green Light is a five-day reading plan on YouVersion, the Bible app that launched on Friday. So make sure that you guys go check it out, read through it, let us know what you guys think about it, and then also double-dip and go back and listen to our Red Light, Green Light series we did a few weeks back. But thank you all for tuning in today. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning. And on that note, we're out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.